Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today, and also the lead Spurs writer and manager at the Spurs Zone, News for San Antonio, and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Your San Antonio Spurs played last night versus the Hornets, so full disclosure, this conversation we're about to have is recorded prior to that game. Nevertheless, uh, the topics we're going to be talking about really don't really hinge on uh, the Spurs win or loss versus Charlotte. Um, we're going to have another fan episode. We're going to be discussing a couple of topics that are on the lips of the Spurs fan base. And today, tanking and the draft. We're going to be talking about that as well as, well, uh, how can we say this? Um, just, I guess, understanding that the Spurs fan base, they may be upset at the Spurs right now, but should they be more forgiving? To do that and more, I'm joined by mega Spurs fan, Rudy Campos. Rudy, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me again. It's, uh, it's, it's always a joy to join you, man, for sure. You ready to uh, represent the entire Spurs fan base across the world? I am ready, and it's a huge fan base, and it's actually a difficult fan base to represent <laughs> right now. Yeah, look, uh, we're going to be talking about the difficulty of the season uh, in the second segment, but let's talk about tanking and the draft. Now, the Spurs... Let's face it, it's not been the great season, but kind of the silver lining is uh, a better draft pick in the upcoming NBA draft this summer. The Spurs well below 500. They're projected to have at least a 15 on up uh, pick uh, this summer. But I guess the question I have to ask the fan base and you, Rudy, as uh, representing that fan base is, do fans understand that this upcoming draft isn't deep enough to get a franchise type player? And it kind of goes to tanking. I mean, is it really beneficial to tank knowing that you're not going to get an Anthony Davis, a Zion, a a Tim Duncan in this draft? You know, tanking is a word that was made popular probably, I would say, early 2000s or so. And it's not a bad thing, but it's not a great thing either. When you have a draft like this coming up, and it's a guard-heavy draft, uh, it's not a position that the Spurs really need to fill in this draft, but... There's really, you're right, no player in this draft coming up that is actually a must-have and who is probably projected to be Hall of Fame status or legendary or even superstar right off the bat, like a Zion Williams or a John Morant last year. This year, it's not going to be like that. You may have one or two players who are going to be stars right away, but it's not one of the players that the Spurs are going to be able to get unless they get lucky and get into the top three somewhere. Um, yeah, this, I mean, tanking is something that Spurs fans just need to not worry about. It's something that you need to look at as a rebuild. You're going to get a player in this draft that'll help you rebuild. It'll help the rebuild a lot quicker, um, just depending on who they go after. And I think, you know, power forward to center is probably the way they should go in this draft, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, look, I get where the Spurs fan base is coming from, you know, lose the games intentionally, move up that draft, get yourself a better player. It happened to the Spurs before, Tim Duncan, a uh, big, big, big tank job of the year before. Oh, yeah. yeah, for the Spurs to get that number one pick overall. And the uh, rest was history. But that situation doesn't present itself this upcoming uh, summer for the Spurs to even do that. My question then is, Rudy, if they're going to tank, fine, but maybe tank to let guys like Keldon Johnson, Lucas Amonich, uh, Eubanks, Metu, Tank to get them experience so that can help towards the rebuild. Where do, where do Spurs fans stand on that idea? 
You know, every Spurs fan, I would say, I'm going to throw the number out there. I would say like 80% of Spurs fans, they understand, hey, this season is gone. It's done. What we want to see now is the what do we have in store for us for the future? You know, Shemezu Matun, you've got Samana, Keldon Johnson, who I've said numerous times, is the future face of the franchise. You've got Lonnie Walker, who comes into his own from time to time uh, during games. Last night, you know, uh, the, actually the night against uh, the previous game, uh, he had a really good game. I mean, it was decent. But you've got young guys you, we want to see play. Now, if you take these young guys and have, play them through the end of the season, you can see what you need in the draft. Where I think, you know, hey, if the Spurs get lucky – they can get a guy like an Obi Toppin from Dayton who mm-hmm. is a stellar player, but he's not going to be a superstar. Could they get lucky to get a James Wiseman from uh, from Memphis? It's possible. What I like to see is where they are right now in this position, throwing a guy like a Jaden McDaniels from Washington or a Vernon Carey from Duke with this young core, the future will be brighter and it'll actually be a lot better very fast for this team. I mean, you're not getting that superstar player, but you're getting that player that is going to make a difference for your team. So, yeah, I, I'm with the fans. You know, overall, let's just see these young guys play. There's no harm in that. You're not going to you're not going to do any more damage that's already been caused to the season. Yeah, look, um, even uh, some of the mock drafts I've seen, uh, Wiseman isn't really projected to be the consensus number one. I mean, some have him going down no. two to three to four. You know, so it's not even that you know, heavy. I mean, that should tell you the one, one or two big names, quote unquote, uh, also fluctuating at that one spot and below in projected mock drafts. Uh, Rudy, you know, you look at the situation the Spurs have this season and, you know, you see the, uh, the gifs on uh, social media, especially on Twitter, you know, they got tanking videos flying everywhere and when they lose and Spurs fans upset when they win because they say, no, that goes to tanking that hurts our chances. I mean, Rudy, has the season come to this? It's been 22 seasons, and now Spurs fans are hoping for L's. Rudy, your thoughts? You know, as uh, as lucky as I've been to, you know, been a part of the Spurs organization, you know, as a fan, uh, during their darker times, I mean, when we were starting guys like Paul Pressey at, you know, point guard and stuff yeah. like this, where, I mean, we would get into the playoffs and it'd be one and done. I mean, or we wouldn't even make the playoffs. I was fan during those times as well Spurs fans are what everybody says they are and it's a true fact it's a true statement we as Spurs fans are spoiled we have never had a losing record in 22 seasons you know for 20 straight seasons we've made the playoffs it's been fun it's been fabulous it's been fantastic but like everyone has always said before all good things come to an end and if the playoff streak ends, it ends. No, no worries. I mean, it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. So every streak, every streak is made to be broken, but that just means you have to start a new streak. And that's what we're looking for right now. You know, it's a tough season. It's very bad. If they make the playoffs, they squeak in. Hey, perfect. You got 23 straight seasons. doesn't really matter to me. As far as a fan goes, it doesn't really matter to me. I just want to see this team improve, you know, yearly. And, you know, it's it's tough season. It's a very tough season. I understand that, and fans do too. But the guys that are dogging on the team, that's not right either. You know, take the L's for what they are. Take the W's for what they're worth. And just enjoy the rest of the season. If the Spurs get in the lottery, hey, no big deal. We're going to get a player that's going to help. Right. Not going to be right. a franchise player, but it's going to get a player that's going to help us. 
Yeah, and I think that's the I guess the point of this first segment right here on Locked On Spurs is tanking, albeit I get it, you know, moving up the draft, but you're not moving up to get an impact player unless there's going to be a player out there that's sleeping on the radar and the Spurs do their magic like they usually do uh, in the draft and uh, snag them. And then they come to become this big gem and, you know, a la, you know, what hopefully will do that will happen with Kelton Johnson. We've seen it before with Derek White. So unless the Spurs pull that type of magic and they could, you know, I could definitely see the Spurs moving up the draft and then they announce some Euro dude that nobody's heard of. And then they become the next <laughs> Monty or a uh, Davis Bertans, a solid player or, you know, a Tony Parker, because their history shows that N- knowing that the Spurs are going to get a high draft pick, regardless of how they end the season, uh, Rudy, uh, do you think they will do that again? Do you think history repeat itself, or do you still feel that they're going to just get another complimentary piece? Well, let's take a small trip, you know, back in time when they've had lottery picks, they've hit more than they've missed. I mean, you're talking David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Sean Elliott was a lottery pick. Yeah, he was. Uh, even kind of, yeah, I mean, you even kind of go, but then you have guys that you know lottery picks. Like I'm going to throw a name out there, nobody knows about. That's your diehard, you know, like an Alfredrick Hughes when he was drafted back in the day. I mean, mm-hmm. they seem to have a better record drafting in the lottery than they do of draft, you know, not having good players come out of it. And that even goes all the way out of the first round. I mean, they've drafted, you know, Ginobili in the second round. They drafted Parker late. DeJounte was late. They've had success in the draft. So what fans need to understand is that the draft is not new territory for the Spurs, whether they're at the top or they're at the bottom of the first round. It's not new territory. They know how to draft. They know how to develop players. It's really crazy because we think, why are they in Austin? Why are they Austin? You've got to trust the system. You've got to understand they develop their players in a different way than other teams do. So as far as the draft goes, Jeff, I mean, they're wherever they are in the draft, you have to understand they're going to get the best player that fits their system at all times. And they can say the Kawhi Leonard, whole, the whole Kawhi Leonard thing was, you know, this happened, that happened. But to think about it, he fit the system. It wasn't, you know, anybody's fault that it didn't work out. But at that time, he fit the system. So you've got to trust in what they do in the draft. Yeah, but this, I forgot about that, too. The Spurs uh, pretty much swindled Indiana out of Ka- Kawhi Leonard that night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Spurs did have him for a good chunk of time, you know, and they won a title. But that just shows you the Spurs, are ha- they have a keen eye uh, in drafts uh, to make the moves as they did. And they traded for George Hill. And I, I believe Popovich was just heartbroken about having to pull the trigger of sending Hill to Indiana. But, uh, you know, hey, at least for those seven seasons in San Antonio, you know, Kawhi Leonard uh, know, yeah. definitely helped the Spurs win a lot of games. But at the end of the day, um, now we're going to remove the, the fan base hat off you, Rudy, and just talk about you now. What do you think? Do you think the Spurs should tank? Or just play on, you know, win or, lo- win or lose, however the season ends. You know, I I feel like it's the uh, the latter part. I think they need to just play the season. If they win, they win. And you know what? If they make the playoffs at the AC, hey, by all means, that's good. I love that. But if they lose, they lose. I just want to see – I just want to see what every fan wants to see. I want to see effort. Just show me some effort. You know, if you're going to – if you're going to not win all these games – just show me that you at least want to try to win these games. I want to see what we have on the court right now. I want to see how this team is going to go into the summer and look, okay, this is where we need to improve. So for me, it's not tanking. I want the season to play out. I want to make sure that, you know, what I see next year is better than what we have this year. And that's the way I feel personally. 
I don't really believe in tanking. It, it, it to me, tanking is just a word that's just the negative attitude. I, I like the word rebuilding, and that's what I want to see. I want to see a rebuild this summer, and whether it be through the first part of the draft or, like I said, you get into the playoffs and you get the last part. You know, the last part of the draft. It doesn't matter as long as it's a rebuild. As long as they play to their best abilities this season, I'm good, man. I don't need no tanking or anything. Just look um, within their conference. The guy, a former Spurs, Sam Presti, what he did in Oklahoma City, he blew up the team, and they're going to be rebuilding heavily. I mean, I think the next couple of drafts, Rudy, is just going to be – might as well just call it the Oklahoma City drafts because they have a ton of uh, picks, and I think that's going to bode well. And I think that's where I lie. If the Spurs are going to rebuild, then I I would love for them to do what Oklahoma City did, just trade everybody. You know, hey, who wants DeMar DeRozan? Great. You know, give us four. I'm making this up. I'm just, you know, being dumb here. But give us three to four picks. <laughs> Good. Who wants LMA? Great. Give us two picks. You know, something like that. Um, exactly. Do that type exactly. of approach. And I, I think that'll work. All right. So that's what the fans are saying about tanking versus rebuilding. And uh, we're going to be discussing a lot more in the second uh, segment of Lockdown Spurs. But before we do that, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you heard of all the great advertisers that are working with the Lockdown Network to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Lockdown Spurs is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Spurs fans just like you. Unlike uh, any other podcast, Lockdown Network gives your local uh, company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. So if your company wants to connect with Locked On Spurs fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. So lock, pretty much Locked On Spurs will give any advertiser uh, the audience that they need when it comes to basketball, San Antonio, maybe even Texas, uh, advertising for their company. So local fans love to support local businesses. So text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising we look forward to hearing from you we are back and i'm joined by rudy campos he is representing the entire fan base right here on this episode of the fan show that's right every once in a while i bring some spurs fans and give them this platform to discuss some major topics among Spurs fans. And that's what Rudy is doing today. Rudy, give out your Twitter handle, please. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's at sweep the league, all one word. All right. Make sure to give Rudy a follow. All right. So let's talk about the next topic that's kind of been on Spurs fans mind. And that's they're coming. They're becoming more numb to losing now. I, I think early in the season, Rudy, you saw the outrage when losses happen and, now it's, you know, with 20, there's a little over 20 more games left. It's kind of almost become expected. And it's a pretty big transition from, you know, the big three era uh, for the last 22 seasons. You know, the Spurs usually win and win a lot. And this year they're not doing that. But I ask you, Rudy, as a representative of the fan base here, do you think Spurs fans should be more forgiving for one bad season as compared to the last 22 seasons? 
Yes. I mean, that's hands down exclamation point. Yes, you should forgive one bad season and the season isn't even over. I mean, I've hit on this a few times. There's still, it's an outside possibility, but there's still a possibility to still make the playoffs for the 23rd consecutive season. So yeah, you've got to forgive the fans. I mean, come on, we're not, we've had better seasons and better runs than a lot of teams. You know, we're what, five titles in during this time period. Mm -hmm. We've had, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, total, total wise, as far as the franchise goes, um, you know, we've had so much success. I think technically we've only missed the playoffs, not including this season if we do, but like five times total in the entire franchise's history. I mean, there, you have to forgive. It's going to happen. We're not like, you know, the Knicks who struggle year in, year out most of the time. You know, we've got, you know, more success than a lot of teams in the league. So, hey, one bad season is one bad season. It's not that bad. It's not It's not the end of the world. It's just, hey, it is what it is, and if you can't enjoy it, so be it. We There's other sports on right now. You can turn the channel. Doesn't You don't have to watch this season. Next season, I feel, will be a lot better. One bad season in the last 22 seasons, I think I would take those odds. If somebody were to tell me uh, 22 seasons ago, say, hey, after 22 seasons, the Spurs are going to have one bad one. But during these 22 seasons, the Spurs will rack up about five titles and be a, a playoff yeah. contender year in, year out. I, I take that, and I agree with you. I think the Spurs are allowed to have a little bit of wiggle room. Have they made some questionable financial moves as far as signing players? Yeah, they have. Pal Gasol, uh, Rudy Gay, uh, Damari Carroll. Um, have they made some questionable decisions uh regarding the type of personnel of course but every team does this every team has their bad moments and the spurs are not immune to that i say this rudy you could be the new york knicks i mean this could be the knicks uh franchise and spurs fans would be if if knicks fans were to look at what the spurs fans have gotten to enjoy i think they would trade with san antonio spurs fans what are your thoughts rudy oh yes i mean again exclamation point on that jeff if you're if you're a Knicks fan and you're look, looking at the Spurs, you're like, uh, I would definitely have that success right there. There's not even just the Knicks fans. You're talking a lot of fan bases that would be like that. The Atlanta Hawks have had struggles throughout the years. And, you know, they've got a really decent team. Trey Young's got the coming guy. But, you know, they would probably switch with the success the Spurs have had. I mean, so many mm-hmm. teams would have done that. So, I mean, it, 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 you know, you got to just take – you got to take what's given to you. If it's a bad season – it's one season, like you said, out of the past 22. One season. I mean, that's like going 22 and one on this, you know, for a record wise. Mm-hmm. That's, that's unbelievable. So, yes, I mean, Knicks fans would switch with us in a heartbeat, and a ton of other fans would too as well. Yeah, I, exactly. You, you're looking at, well, obviously you mentioned Atlanta, but there seem to be uh, on the rise. Knicks are yeah. just a, a terrible organization. I think it's more internal than maybe what's on their uh, on the roster. And I, I agree with you. I think one season, one, one poor season isn't enough to just, you know, pretty much uh, crucify the Spurs. And then, you know, you go back and you forget, you know, Popovich and the Spurs are still kind of reeling. I think they're starting to come out of it and losing Kawhi Leonard the way they did. Nobody was probably prepared for it. I don't, I think that, you know, the Spurs would just rely on their old, you know, hey, we're the Spurs and Kawhi, we're a winning organization. Stay with us. And then, boom, he, he bolts and he pushes his way out. So 
mm-hmm. you know, you, the Spurs were in a situation where they they were going to lose somebody. I lose a megastar. They had to get something, you know, before losing nothing because he could have pulled a stunt the the final season of his contract in San Antonio and just sat out and then left the Spurs high and dry. But exactly. you know, but even then, you know, the Spurs uh, were over a barrel. And do, do I, I? I think my thing is I don't like that they passed on reportedly what was the Lakers offer simply because it was the Lakers and you don't trade within the conference. I think that package would have been a lot better than what Toronto offered, but it is what it is. And the Spurs are having to deal with losing a top five NBA player. Rudy, your thoughts on Kawhi Leonard and how he factors into this uh, turbulent time in the Spurs organization. Man, you know, I, I was so bitter when it happened and, I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I used my Twitter account to, you know, express my feelings a lot during that period. But as in life, Jeff, you know, time heals all wounds. And time has healed mine and a lot of fans as well, because I don't see a whole lot of Kawhi hating anymore in San Antonio. Right. He is definitely top five. I even have him as a top three player in the league. But, you know, okay, he won us a title. Thank you. I appreciate that. You did what you did. But I also see the positive side of this and the positive side, it was a blessing in disguise because of the fact that we as fans have been spoiled for so long that we don't know like what to do. We're shaking in our boots and, you know, we're (laughs) trembling because we're not a good team right now. But Kawhi did that to us. Okay, you can blame him, but it's also a blessing in disguise. And the reason why I say that real quick is because now we experience losing. Now we can say, okay, we've experienced these this dark time in one season, people are making it seem like it's going to last, you know, like the plague forever. It's not, you know, we've got some youth out of this. We've got a plethora of youth out of this and we're still going to get more. I mean, yeah, you may lose a DeMar DeRozan and say, Hey, we lost DeMar DeRozan and we got nothing for Kawhi. Come on. You've got, you have to Pirtle still here. Who's going to mm-hmm. beat your center. I mean, yeah. that that's a, that's beneficial right there. So if you lose a Marcus, you still got Jakob down there. I mean, there's a benefit to everything. So I'm not bitter against Kawhi, uh, Kawhi anymore. I hope the fans aren't as bitter anymore, but it definitely did affect the Spurs. Yes, it did. But I, fe- I think it affected us in a good way because now we're not so high on our pedestal knowing that eh, it's just the Spurs. I'll cheer for them come, you know, April or something because they're still going to be there. You know, yeah, now I, mean, I take it for, you know, what it's worth. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of Spurs fans have cooled on the hate towards Kawhi, but I don't think they've forgiven him. I think that the, the, he'll always hold a special, well, at least an ugly special part yeah. uh, within uh, Spurs fans' minds and hearts, uh, considering how everything went down. And, uh, yeah, time does heal all, but you know he will be one of the public enemy number ones in San Antonio. Um, Rudy, you know, before we put a wrap on this segment, um, you know, again – going to forgiving and everything. If the Spurs don't get their act together, maybe next season, will you have an issue with this? Um, you know, that's a very tough question to answer, but if, if you've got the shotgun in my head, yes, I think I will be. I, I think as a personal, you know, personal opinion of mine, if the Spurs uh, act doesn't, you know, get better, if it's still the same thing, I Like I said, I was lucky enough to go through some of the tough times before the big three, before Tim Duncan, and 
you can't even really say during the Robinson era that there was so much success because, like I said, there were so many first-round bounces that right. it, it just added up quickly. So I'm used to actually seeing – okay, I'm, I'm going to say this right. I'm used to Spurs letdowns. I, mm-hmm. I'm used to the fourth-quarter meltdowns. I'm used to the – we're, you know, the second seed in the West and we get bounced in the first round. I'm used to all that. So – with me, I have time when it comes to the team. I understand it's going to be one, two, maybe three or four seasons before this streak starts up again where they make the playoffs year in and year out. So for me, yeah, I, I would be fine. I'll be okay. I think you're going to see a lot more riots happening in San Antonio if they don't <laughs> turn this machine around very quickly. So, uh, But for me personally, I'm fine with it. I love to see a team rebuild from the bottom all the way up just makes it feel that much better to see how far these kids come. Yeah, and, and I think the rebuild not only is going to happen on the court and on the roster, but you know who knows how long Popovich is going to stay. Uh, you know, he's yeah. getting up there in age. You know, is he going to call it a season? I think when he does retire, oh man, I mean, I think one, I think the Spurs at least the foundationally will be okay. You know, if their young guys pan out, Luca and and Keldon. We know Lonnie's on the rise. You know, DeJounte seemingly is having his good nights, bad nights, but it looks like more good than bad nights late in the season. And, of course, Derek is Derek and whoever they draft this upcoming summer. And I think he'll leave when the foundation is at least okay. And right now, I think it's okay, but I think it could be a lot better. And I think we'll see it shape out uh, this summer uh, once player movement is done because you don't know what's going to happen with DeMar. You know, will they dangle LMA? They did resign him for one more year. And, of course, there's the draft. And I know you, Rudy, you're, you're campaigning for the Spurs to keep Brent Forbes, who's an unrestricted free agent, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the fifth on that one. <laughs> All right, there we go. He's playing the fifth. So you, this roster is going to be different next season. If you thought it was different this year, wait till next season. It's going to be a lot different. Yeah. And one of the bigger differences could be whether or not Pop is on that sideline. But we shall see. All right, there's uh, Rudy's uh, thoughts as far as representing the fan base concerned about uh, this team and forgiving them for just one season, the last 22. I think for Spurs fans, we can be reasonable. And I think you should be able to let them slide one bad season. Um, But um, I know Spurs fans expect excellence because that's all the Spurs have given in the last 22 seasons. But hey, as Rudy said, all good things come to an end. When we get back, Rudy and I are going to continue our chat about your San Antonio Spurs. We're back, and I'm joined by Rudy Campos. He is the uh, representative of all Spurs fans right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. And now there's one thing that Spurs fans are demanding, Rudy, and that is the return of the 1990 San Antonio Spurs Fiesta Colors. Now, it got sparked up again because DeJounte Murray asked uh, on his Instagram if the Spurs 90s colors should make a return. And needless to say, Rudy, I think Spurs fans want them. But, Rudy, I know you're old enough to remember this. The Spurs have never had a Fiesta Color jersey. I think Spurs fans are missing that point. Or is that just me? No, they haven't. I mean, the only Fiesta thing that the Spurs have had this is the logo, was the old logo that the Spurs well, had. Uh, yeah, and then the court. Yeah, yeah, the court as well. But as far as the jersey goes, no. But, I mean, we're in a new time. Wouldn't it be sweet to see a Fiesta-themed jersey and, you know, uniform and all? That would be awesome. Yeah, I think the 
the closest they got to having a Fiesta theme uniform were the warmups back in the nineties. Now the warmups did yeah. have the colors that a lot of the Spurs fans wanted. Uh, the court, as Rudy mentioned, um, did have the old. Um, God, I can never remember the colors, but I know it was like the blue, the orange, and the pink, right? Something like yeah, that. Was, yeah, the blue, orange, and pink. I think yellow was in there somewhere. I'm not yeah. Um, so. There was that. And then, of course, if you were old enough to see games at the Alamo Dome, there was a big blue curtain that matched the blue uh, <laughs> in the Spurs logo. And even the retired jersey, the retired jerseys fans, if you're not old enough to remember this, I know Rudy and I are. But when they yeah. moved from the Hemisphere Arena to the Alamo Dome, there was not the traditional jersey retires where they just like a, you know, like a stitching of a jersey. It was an actual portrait. So there was a portrait yeah. of uh, George Gervin in his one of his classic moves and that's how they show the representative and that that itself was also decorated in the uh spurs uh, fiesta colors but you're seeing a lot of uh spurs young spurs uh players right now Dejounte, derrick lonnie really taking a shine to the 90s colors do you think they're letting on to something that something's coming next season I think so. I mean, fans have been wanting this, you know, older fans like you and I, we've been wanting this for a while. And then you're right, this new generation has kind of caught on. So they're wanting it. And I think we're starting to see this a little bit more, you know, especially lately with DeJounte making that post on his Instagram account. I think next season, I, I have a feeling we're getting less camo and more Fiesta themed jerseys next year. I'm going to say that now. I really feel that. Because it looks like it's going that way. You know, it's funny, though. Spurs fans want the future of the Spurs to play right now, but yet they still want the past to have an impact on the team, <laughs> yeah. and that being the colors. So uh, Spurs, Spurs fans want the best of both worlds. I don't blame them. Look, the colors, you know, they do. Re- it was a time when the Spurs were starting their, you know, heyday. Duncan wasn't there quite yet. He didn't come on to the late 90s, 99 to be exact. So, well, he was drafted. What was he drafted? 97? Yeah. 97. 97. 97. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. So, he, he came 97. Uh, so, he was catching the tail end of that era until they moved to the SBC Center before it became the AT&T <laughs> Center. And that's when it changed to the the back to the old black and white and they ditched the 90s colors. But, yeah, I mean, even DeMar DeRozan, he wears on his sneakers uh, the colors of the 90s. Um, so, he likes it as well. But yeah, yeah, I think Spurs fans got to realize that the Spurs have never had a jersey and shorts uh, reflecting the 90s colors. The warm-ups, yes, but not the jersey. So this would be a brand new thing. And I know, Rudy, you're probably going to dish out some bones if they bring out uh, a jersey splash for those uh, colors, aren't you? Oh, yes, yes. I, I must, It's a must-have, definitely. And, you know, it's, I don't... I'm going to probably have to convince my wife to sell the house so I can buy more. <laughs> <laughs> You're that desperate for one if they do bring one out. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely I'm desperate for one. You you and I, you know, we talk enough to where we know there's a lot of stuff out there we want. And Spurs, Fiesta jerseys, are uniforms, in fact, that's one thing we definitely want. Yeah, and they, they played fan service this um, since the cry for the 90s colors. You know, there's been the T-shirt giveaway. There's been clothing that they sell at the uh, fan shop at the AT&T Center that has the colors. They do have jerseys for sale in the uh, shop, in the AT&T Center, for those of you who have never been to San Antonio, but they're not, I guess, official, or they're not, I think they're third-party jerseys that they sell yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so it's getting close. I think there was, what, the last contract year between USAA and the Spurs? 
as far as uh, military appreciation, I, that's the big reason why they have the camo jerseys. And by the way, I think the Spurs will be wearing their camo jerseys soon as military appreciation night is coming up. Um, but I think in next, no, no, this month. Yeah. Uh, when the Spurs host the Mavericks. Yeah. So one, a couple more times, maybe just one more time with the camo jerseys. And then we cross our fingers next season, Joe, for the coveted Fiesta jerseys. But I got a feeling, Joe, they won't come. That's just my feeling. <laughs> you know, it seems like every season we get let down. And I I get excited because you kind of, like you said, you kind of see a little bit here and there being advertised by the players or something. And then they say, oh, we've got military camo jerseys coming out again. It's like, oh, you know, you get that that naked gun slapped to the forehead and everybody <laughs> slapped in their forehead. So. Hopefully next year we get them, you know, if not, it's you still got to keep trying, man. I mean, as fans, yeah. we've got to keep tagging the Spurs and say, we want this, we want this. If you can't give us, you know, a five-game win streak, then at least give us this right here, basically. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Rudy, one more time, tell the fans how they can contact you on social media because they're going to probably disagree with you with everything. So let them, you know, have Adam, Spurs fans. Yeah, if you disagree with me, that is perfectly fine. I welcome any and all tweets. You can catch me on Twitter. It's at Sweep the League. Uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty accessible on there, and I do respond to a lot of people on there. So that's probably the best place to get me at. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio, Fox29SanAntonio.com. Uh, everything you need for your San Antonio Spurs daily fix from how the Spurs, Austin Spurs players are playing right now. Two, uh, well, what did Damari Carroll have to say in a recent exclusive I've had with him when I sat down with him and spoke to him more in depth about his time in San Antonio? Go check it out at the Spurs Zone. And, of course, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs and the rest of the Lockdown NBA Network wherever you get your favorite podcast. So for Rudy Campos representing all the Spurs fans on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, I am Jeff Garcia, and he and I, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <music> 